Hi, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Today's podcast is looking at the darker side of veganism. So I have been vegan, vegetarian um, for years and I kind of dance between the two um, depending on what my energy levels are like, what my health is like, um, the situations that I'm in, if I'm traveling a lot and so on. I would love to get to a point where I'm 100% vegan all the time, but I'm not there yet. And I'm being very open and honest about that because I think that there is a kind of hysteria that's building up around veganism at the moment that in many ways is very positive for the planet and obviously for the recognition of animals as sentient beings, but in other ways is proving to be incredibly destructive. Um, So I think it's important that when we are striving to better ourselves, whether it's to be vegan or vegetarian um, in this matter, that we're honest about where we're at. We're honest about the fact if we lapse and that we are honest with ourselves, with others, and we don't shame or judge ourselves or others because nothing's achieved by shaming or judging. The very same corporations and industries that made money and make money out of animal produce are now going to have to massively redefine how they make their money. And the easiest way to do that is to start to invest in plant-based foods um, and simply swap one uh, commodity for another. So remove animal produce and replace it with with plant or soya or or other alternatives, pea protein, um, other alternatives for meat substitutes. Because these industries, they're huge and they're multi-billion dollar pound industries. They're not going to want to collapse overnight, although some have done, but the majority that want to survive and stay in the market are going to have to very quickly redefine themselves. So you will find that a lot of the vegan industry will be funded by those guys that used to fund the the animal produce industry. Do your research. However, what's happening to the vegan industry is that it's turning into a beast. So there's a documentary out there, uh, I think it's on Netflix, I think it's called Dirty, and it talks about our consumption of avocados, of all things, and how our obsession with avocado is creating real havoc in the world for farming communities, for the land, for people's homes that are being burnt to the ground, demolished, so we can have more land to produce more avocados to um, satiate this hunger that we have for the avocado and how we're only really consuming one type of avocado, although there are many different varieties and we're only consuming one type of avocado because it's smaller and it's easier to transport and therefore Um, sellers can make more money out of the avocados that they sell rather than having one big avocado you buy three small avocados and it's just become an industry right it's ridiculous the point behind this information and I do urge you to watch the documentary but the point behind this information is where did we get the idea that we need to consume avocados every day with our meal it's stupid thinking it's not seasonal thinking It's not rational thinking, and it's not thinking based on what your body needs. 
avocados are particular to a certain part of the world. People from that part of the world who were born in that part of the world, it's part of their DNA. Their ancestors ate avocado, so it's part of their DNA, but not everyone's body is um, equipped, is able to consume, digest that much avocado. I laugh because it's so ridiculous. Avocados can also create mucus and inflammation in the body, and if we consume too much of one thing, it will make us sick. So log on to Instagram, log on to your social media, and you've got a never-ending kind of um, conveyor belt of avocado recipes. We've got avocado smoothies and desserts and smashed avocado and blah, 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 blah. And it's suddenly become a staple in every single meal. You know, we're being told that we should have it for breakfast, lunch and dinner. We're being told it should be in smoothies. And it's overconsumption. The point of veganism is recognizing that animals are sentient beings and because they're sentient beings, we don't want to cause harm to them and consume them and eat them, right? We don't want to cause harm. And yet the very thing, the very sort of belief system which veganism is, which is about not causing harm, is causing incredible harm to the planet and to humans on the planet. It's completely paradoxical. Um... Veganism for me is about healthy, mindful eating, which can very easily be done. It's challenging because we're not used to it, but it's a habit. But it can very easily be done by making sure that you eat fruit and vegetables, pulses, grains in equal measure, nuts, um, nuts, uh, oils, seeds, and so on in equal measure. That's called plant-based eating. Veganism for me is not about getting your bacon flavored tofu and your chicken flavored meatless burger. What's the point of that? You're still consuming a flavor that reminds you of an animal. So if you're doing that, you've not really made the connection that animals are sentient beings and we shouldn't be eating them because if an animal is a sentient being and you believe that you shouldn't eat a sentient being, why would you want to eat something that tastes of that sentient being? It's like saying, oh, well, I've decided I'm not going to be a cannibal anymore and I'm not going to eat flesh, but please can I have as many things that taste of flesh so that I can um, follow this new healthy lifestyle? It's the, Veganism is something that is not a lifestyle. It's not a kind of fitness fad. It, it's a, It's a spiritual practice and I think that's where we're going so fundamentally wrong with this, and that's why we are over-consuming and consuming like crazy people. Shops at the moment have got huge variety of foods that you can have now as a vegan or vegetarian, which, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago they didn't have, and it was really hard, you know, 15, 20 years ago to be vegan or vegetarian. <laughs> there was nothing. You would just be given nut roast um, and a salad. And um, even now in some small towns uh, in the UK, if you say you're vegan you'll be given a salad, like there, there won't be any options on the menu. But we are changing and it, and, it, and it is a really positive thing. But this mass explosion has got people in this hysteria. So shelves are kind of selling out, like we, you're going into shops and there's empty shelves because there's no vegetables and fruits left and there's no frozen vegetables left and everyone's bought every kind of vegan substitute or meat substitute that they could find. Um, and and over consumed and really it's about mindful seasonal eating 
It's about eating in harmony with the planet, living in harmony with the planet. Our ancestors didn't eat meat for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Our ancestors, because they gathered and hunted their own food, hunted that animal, which they might have stalked for months, brought it back and used every single part of that animal. And it would last them a year. It would see them through the winter months. The skins would be used, the bones would be used, every bit of the body would be used. Nothing would be put to waste. Nothing. And the animal was revered. It was, it was, they were so grateful that they had food, that they had warmth, that they had um, sustenance. And this animal had gifted that to them. So they ate a diet that was pretty balanced because, you know, they weren't going to be consuming meat all the time. So they balanced it. You know, they uh, had a bit of meat with lots of seasonal vegetables and fruits and nuts and whatever else they could gather from the land. That's mindful eating. We don't eat mindfully now because we can go to any supermarket and get anything that we want or order it online. We eat like lunatics. And because we eat with no sense of consciousness of where is this food coming from, you know, what's the kind of impact that the growth of this vegetable, this fruit, this meatless thing that I'm eating, what's the impact that it has on the environment? What's the impact that it's having on um, people, on our children, on my body? There's no thought behind it. We just mindlessly, in our zombie states, just think, oh, I must consume vegan because it's good for me because I read it on Instagram somewhere that veganism is the new thing to do. But if you approach veganism or vegetarianism as a spiritual practice, it will change your relationship with food. It no longer becomes torturous. You no longer want to eat things that taste of animal you no longer want to overconsume because you're coming at it from a spiritual perspective. The dark side of veganism is basically coming at it as a sort of fitness fad, which is what's happened with yoga. Um, it's what's happened with, you know, meditation. You know, meditation initially was about, is about connecting to yourself, clearing your thoughts, um, connecting to a higher source of inspiration. And now that's... Uh, the darker side of that has become marketed into meditation to rewire your brain so you can manifest a million pounds, meditation to, um, you know, manifest the perfect body, meditation to get thin, meditation to attract that person. It's become a hybrid and it's lost its spirituality and its integrity and its truth and it's become meaningless meditation apps you know people kind of listening to an app and they're thinking that's meditation but it's not the whole point of meditation is that it's a struggle sometimes some days are good some days it's not good you don't need an app to tell you how to meditate that meditation is one of the things you don't need anything for it's just you that's the whole point it's about building a better connection with yourself if you can't build a better connection with yourself unless you've got an app telling you when to breathe what the hell are you doing on this planet like if you need an app to tell you when to breathe and when to sleep and when to wake up and what to eat, what's going to happen when that app decides to tell you something else or when that app breaks down or when um, we're without technology? I mean, you're, it's, it's beyond programming. It's complete zombiedom. 
Similarly, yoga is about a connection between the body and the spirit and the mind and bringing all into alignment. And then, of course, as it becomes perverted, it becomes about, you know, sweating till you pass out and burning off loads of calories and God knows what else yoga has become now. And it's and it's become something where you lose connection with your body and what your body is telling you and you start imposing on your body what you think is yoga. Uh, a couple of years ago I went to a Scaravelli yoga class. Scaravelli yoga is a beautiful form of yoga because it is just about allowing the body to to open, to do what it, it wishes to do. And um, I've been to the class before and this was like a, a second or third revisit and I'd noticed initially that the teacher who ran the class was a little bit judgmental. Like she'd kind of, you know, those kind of teachers that, um, or people, I do this as well. I'm not saying I'm above this, but they'll sort of, they'll tell you about a student or someone and then they'll put on a silly voice to kind of mimic them, but actually mock them. So I'd noticed that she was doing that about certain people um, and making kind of comments that, you know, in inverted commas were humorous, but I didn't find them humorous. I thought, oh, that's a bit on yoga that's a bit sort of against the spirit of yoga anyway I'm in this class and um we're doing some kind of stretch and doing the stretches actually it's it's really hurting my back so I say to her um this is actually causing me a lot of pain is there a way that we can modify this and she goes no come on don't be ridiculous and she starts see I just did the voice <laughs> but I my intention is to mock her because I thought she was ridiculous and she stands over me and she pushes down on my legs to the point of pain and I'm thinking what the hell are you doing this isn't yoga the whole point of yoga is that you listen to your body when it hurts you stop you know sometimes you can breathe through the pain sometimes you need to push through the pain but only you only do it because it feels right for you you have agency over your body in that moment and so for a yoga teacher to push me like some kind of fitness nut in a gym somewhere, instantly told me, this class is nothing to do with yoga, and this teacher does not embody the principles of yoga, and I've got to get the hell out of here, and I never returned. Um, we are losing our spiritual connection to ways of being that are good for us. So if you're thinking about dancing with, veganism you know you want to do veganuary or whatever they call it or you want to try it for a couple of weeks or a couple of months do that but find your spiritual way into it I have danced with vegetarianism since I was really young you know the first time I discovered what lamb was which sounds silly but as a child you just eat what's given to you but the first time I actually questioned what was on my plate I remember asking my parents, what is this? What's on my plate? And they wouldn't tell me. I was really young. I was about four or five. And I said, no, what, what is this? And then when I was told that it was lamb, I made the connection between the lambs that I'd just seen in the field that day and the thing that was on my plate. And I was so distressed. I just cried and cried and cried. I just couldn't, I could not possibly eat it. I was absolutely horrified. I remember just looking at my parents going, you can't eat a, a baby I, I just couldn't believe it. So I, I have danced with vegetarianism from a really young age. Of course, 15, 20, 25, you know, however many years ago, it was really difficult to be vegetarian. I mean, you, all you ate was lentils and rice. There just wasn't, there wasn't anything to cater for. Um, but when I turned vegan, 
or decided that that's where I want my life to go and it is where I want my life to go but sometimes I fall off the wagon and then I get back on because I see it as a life journey and that eventually at some point I will be fully aligned with it because it's everything right veganism is about the skincare that you use and the clothes that you wear and it's everything um, it's not just about the food that you eat so when I when veganism kind of made sense for me I watched a series of documentaries um, and was so horrified to see what was happening in the farming industry that I really didn't know anything about I'm ashamed to say I didn't know anything about and I remember watching this documentary I can't remember the name of the documentary now but it was it was narrated by a very famous actor and I watched this documentary and cried hysterically it was I've probably the most I've cried over anything that I've watched ever I mean, maybe there's a couple of films that I've cried like that over, but it, I was, I just, it was so devastating. And I actually had to stop at one point because I couldn't catch my breath. And I was watching what was happening on, you know, slaughterhouses with pigs. If you have the intelligence of a five-year-old child, they are more intelligent than our pet dogs. Um, I was watching what was happening in slaughterhouses to pigs and the screams... And I just couldn't catch my breath. I was crying so much. It just absolutely broke me. And um, I remember that that evening we'd taken some chicken out of the freezer to cook dinner. And I went into the kitchen and I threw it away. And I felt that that was kind of a, a disrespectful thing to do because, you know, this here was this life that was being wasted. I was just throwing it away, but I couldn't possibly have have consumed that. And that was it. It was, it was purely and 100% a moral, spiritual choice for me. And every time I felt hungry, every time I didn't know what I was going to cook, every time it was a hassle, every time I was out and I had to say, no, I'm vegan, and there was nothing for me to eat other than a salad, I came back to the reason why I was doing it. And uh, someone said to me, a woman said to me, I was sort of three months into veganism, and I was traveling for work. And it is very difficult when you're traveling. It's getting so much better, and that is the positive side of the vegan industry that it is much better when you're away traveling, like you're away from the comfort of home. But she said to me, you can't possibly be vegan, you'll get ill, like making a drama out of nothing. And I said, well, what are you? And she said, well, I'm vegetarian, but I eat fish, which is ridiculous. You're not vegetarian, but you eat fish. Fish isn't a vegetable. You're pescatarian then. It's, it's funny how people use language. But she said, I'm vegetarian, but I'll eat fish every now and then, and I'll have eggs. And I went, all right, okay, yeah. And she said, well, you can't, you know, you're away from home for a while. You'll get sick. You, should, you shouldn't be vegan. Kind of shamed me, which I, I, obviously is her own guilt. And I said, but have you seen these documentaries? And she said, well, I try. Yes, I have seen them. I try not to watch them. I try not to think about it. And I said, well, I can't do that. I can't not think about it. It's seared in my mind. So every time I think, oh, I'm really hungry, I could do, maybe I'll just get some chicken. Or I'm really hungry. Maybe I'll just get the easiest thing on the menu. I don't because I remember those documentaries. Now, I have fallen off the wagon in my vegan journey. I've had, it's not been very long, but I've had like a week, maybe two, where I've eaten meat because my body has craved it. And I do believe that it's important we listen to what our body wants and that sometimes our body will want meat for whatever reason. I actually find that meat is very a very good deadener of your energy field, um, and sometimes that's useful. Um, and then I get back on 
the vegan train. And do, do I feel anything when I'm eating meat? Yeah, I feel guilty. I feel ashamed of myself. I feel that it's a wrong thing to do. But I know that I'm not going to be doing it for the next six months or the next, you know, three years. And I also know that I don't consume huge amounts of meat. I know I'm not, I don't eat red meat. I've never been a big meat eater. So I, I evaluate it like that. And I have compassion for myself because I know that this is a journey that I wish to stick to. And I don't wish to buy into fats. I don't wish to be dependent on meat substitutes and things that taste like chicken or whatever. I want to be able to create really delicious foods that I enjoy eating from very simple natural products that I could get anywhere. You don't need some fancy supermarket to get this stuff. You could go to the local greengrocers and cook up a really wonderful meal. And what I find is that when I'm away from a big city and I'm in small towns where you don't have all this kind of vegan explosion choice, and so you go to your local corner shop and it's really just fruit, veg, pulses, rice, you know, that's what there is on offer, nuts, seeds, that's it, that's what's on offer. I find that I can make a delicious meal with all of that stuff. It's just that we have so much choice that we are getting bombarded and confused and forgetting what is the true purpose of veganism. And of course that's happening to us because it's big business and no one wants to lose out on money. If tomorrow all those people that have invested in the vegan industry stopped and turned around to us and said, you know what, you don't need meat substitutes. You just need to eat a really healthy diet and you need to eat seasonally. And you need to just, you know, have your fruit and veg and pulses and nuts and you'll be fine. If they said that to us, their industries would collapse. So they can't say that to us. And of course, at the same time, I do think it's important that we keep growing and evolving and that actually it's a wonderful thing that we have so many different types of milk now. But, you know, I remember years ago when all you could have was soya milk and now we have coconut milk and hazelnut milk and quinoa milk and almond milk and all of these milks but really do we need all of those milks and also could we not learn to make all of those milks ourselves um we're handing our power away at an at, at, a, at a huge level and it's incredibly dangerous because we're becoming zombies that literally believe what we are fed because every single day that we abdicate our responsibility, that we stop thinking for ourselves, that we stop questioning, we become a little more brain dead and we become more susceptible to manipulation by the powers that wish to manipulate us. So if veganism is calling to you, I suggest that you do some research into it. You can, um, you know, get a support, get like a support network around you, get a buddy to support you, um, read books, watch documentaries, research cookery, you know, research how to cook really good foods at it from a plant-based perspective and take your time. And if you fall off the wagon and you, you know, you have a boiled egg for breakfast or you have something that's got butter in it, don't reprimand yourself, don't judge yourself. Realize that this is a journey and that there are times when you'll be completely all over it and then there'll be times when it's tough and that's okay, but know what your end goal is. If you're into veganism just because, you know, your famous celebrity is into it or you're into it because you think you're going to lose weight, well, it won't last. You're in it for all the wrong reasons. It's hypocrisy. You need to be in it for the right reasons because if you're in it just to lose weight, you're still going to be wearing your, you know, your 
duck feather coat and um, using, you know, makeup that's been tested on animals and you're a fake. And don't call yourself a vegan, just call yourself, I don't know what, call yourself a zombie because you're not a true vegan. And that's me being very judgmental, but um, I do believe that there's people out there who go, I'm really vegan. See, I did the voice again. I'm really vegan. And they've got their, you know, their, their, their duck down, I'm not going to use the brand name, but they've got their duck down coat on, um, uh, or their goose feather coat on, and uh, hundreds of animals have been brutally abused and tortured to make that coat, and they call themselves vegan. It's disgusting. Um, so do it with some integrity. Do it with some spiritual strength behind you, and it will last. And even if you fall off the wagon and even if you have days where you struggle, it's okay because your intention is clear and that's the most important thing. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. I don't train people in veganism, but if the healing work calls to you, the website is sacredspacehealing.org. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.